This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by Empower Your Reality. It's an online university and also a one-on-one and group coaching business that's there to help enlighten, to raise the consciousness, and help the individual truly thrive in every area of their life. We have a new online class that is now available called Life Mastery. And what this five-week course is all about is teaching you the rules of life, uh, how to create life mastery in your life, how to become the master of your life to thrive and create all that you desire. In this five-week course, we dive deep into spiritual laws, universal laws, quantum physics, neurology, functional neurology, to back up all the concepts that we bring to the table to give you a platform to utilize and to really help grow and expand. Right now, we have a ton of amazing bonuses that are going on while you sign up for the class, and we even offer a two-week money-back guarantee if you don't like the program. To check out more about it, go to www.empoweryourreality.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on here as we had an amazing guest on that truly is a master of understanding the law of attraction. Um, His name is Andrew Cap, and we had a blast. He's a number one bestseller. Uh, His book is called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. You're going to feel that vibe in this episode. It's a very nice laid-back episode we had. We had a great conversation. And what he does is he has a very fun uh, approach to the topic, a very down-to-earth explanation, and it's really, really amazing. I had a blast communicating with him. We're kindred spirits in many different ways, and he just shared wonderful tips and tricks on how to really – 
Understand the law of attraction, even if you don't believe it, how you can master and utilize it in your life, how it exists all the time, and you're always using it, even if you know you are or you're not. How are ways you can tap into it? He'll talk about his methods and ways that he can share. He, he shares his time-lapse method, which is phenomenal. He talks about the power of gratitude. We got into so many amazing topics with him. He's been a bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon for over 10 months, and he's gathered over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of five-star ratings. So actually, it shows up, up over 900. So definitely check out the book. We got it in the show notes. But before you do, take a moment, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode as I present to you, Andrew Cap. Andrew, welcome to the show. Dr. Vic, thanks so much for having me. I'm really I'm excited a- to be here and really uh, interested in seeing where this conversation is going to go for us. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be you. you yeah, we, we there's a lot of things that you and I can discuss in many different ways. And uh, I read your profile, I did my due diligence, and it's something that I'm like, cool. This is gonna be fun. It's a good fresh of breath air and all the craziness in the world that we have going on. So I've, this is gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm excited for the listeners. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. So as always, I always start asking the question: Is what is um, the your story? How did you end up being or getting to where you are today? Um, one of the things I like to ask about this is because for listeners, a lot of times we think life is boom, we pick it and we go. Um, <laughs> and and I, I, everyone that I've interviewed so far in the last two years of doing this, it has never been that way. It's not like that for me. I am still hopeful that somebody may say that, but I'm going to leave it to you. How, what's your story? How'd you get to what? you're doing today right well I'm definitely not going to be the first and I'm going to have to fall into that cliche of, of the long winding road but I mean I guess you know when you write a book called the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read there's got to be some kind of story behind that right and you know funny thing is you know I just wrote this book last year but I learned about the law of attraction probably like 16 years ago like even before the secret came out and I think a lot of people relate in the sense that it was very you know it wasn't consistent. Um, you know, sometimes I would succeed, sometimes I would fail and nothing like it was funny because every time I use like methods, whether it was gratitude or visualization, things would start to happen and then I would stop. And I kind of came to this point probably I think 12 years ago now that it all becomes a nice blur in this long winding road. But uh, I had a bad week where I basically lost my business and my girlfriend within like three days of one another. And, um, it was so funny because I was so desperately trying to hang on to the business. I wasn't giving the relationship the effort and energy that it needed. And then when I saw the writing on the wall, I was like, okay, let me just throw the business away. But by then it was too late. And she even, she didn't break up in person or even on the phone. She broke up over text. Um, so that, that's a pretty easy way of saying it was not a good week. And I had this point where I'm like, listen, something's not working here. I've got to change something. And I always thought to myself, well, this law of attraction thing, it's kind of like not reliable, but maybe maybe I'm the one who's not reliable. And I got basically stubborn and indignant about the whole thing. And I said to myself, I don't care what happens, when hap- like when it happens, why it happens. I don't care any about that. All I know is I'm going to go all in once and for all, and we'll just see what happens without any kind of attachment to any specific in- outcome or timing or anything like that. And it was really funny. And by the way, when I say all in, I don't mean all day, every day, because nobody can really maintain that kind of thing anyway. And I knew that about myself. But what I could do is I can do five or 10 minutes a day of gratitude or visualization or whatever. So I went all in not knowing or caring what might happen, just knowing that something had to change. And it was one of those, again, it's like cliche that the results were miraculous. Within two weeks, I feel better, which is saying a lot with a broken heart. Within three months, I'm over my ex and in a brand new, way healthier relationship. Within four months, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before that. And within six months, like everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm waking up happy and fulfilled. And I basically came to the realization that like the whole trick to doing this is just doing this. It's not inconsistent. I was. And all you really have to do is just five minutes a day of this work. And by hook or by crook, things will happen that will amaze you. Now, I've heard this story many times before. You know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll say like they just committed and they were consistent and all of a sudden things just worked. Is it, it when you're doing, is it the consistency of the work that does it? Because I've had also people, and you probably have heard this too, where they're like, yeah, I've still done that and it doesn't work. Like I still hit that wall um, where I'm doing the consistency. I'm doing that. Is there a missing element to the sum of them? Because I've had people ask me a lot about that. And I'm just curious, what's your take on that? 
Yeah, well, you know, in the moment, I was heartbroken and depressed and honestly pissed off. So I don't know if this would have been true um, a year later. But in that moment, if someone told me you have to stick with this for 20 years, I was pissed off enough that I was going to do 20 years. And when I, the reason I mention is I think when people say, oh, I've hit a wall, it's not working, I, I would, you know, <laughs> try to gently say, what are you doing this for? Because are, are you looking for a specific result in a specific time trying to force it? Because that might work. But a lot of times when we're getting impatient, it's a catch-22, it's a rub, and it's the last advice that I like to hear. But when we're getting impatient, what we're really doing from a law of attraction standpoint or even a psychological standpoint, is we're just reaffirming the fact that we don't have it rather than reaffirming the invitation of it. So even though we don't, like, we don't, no one wants to wait, but for me, it's about saying, like, listen, when you don't, like, for me, I think the difference was I didn't care how or when it was going to happen. I just did it. And I did it not even for the sake of the result, but for the sake of enjoying the methods because I just needed relief. I was just so depressed and so out of it. I just needed like, let me do this gratitude every day so that I at least have this moment in my day where something happens. So no one wants to hear it, but part of it is like, you're still impatient and you're still trying to force it, which I understand, but which the universe doesn't really care. And you, you, you're saying something that I made many mistakes on, right? You, you, like for me, it was, I knew the universal laws. I knew how everything worked. So I was like, fine, I'm going to do the work and it's going to happen. And it's going to happen because I, I'm a creator. So it's going to be on my time. And after hitting many walls, I started to realize that, hold up. That what, if it's, it, what if it's just, it has to accumulate on its own at a certain time frame. Yes. And, and there's one of the laws called the law of gender, which is like everything has a gestational period. Everything has uh, a process. And um, sometimes we don't know how long it's going to be. Right. But I, as you said, I just let go. And I was like, I was tired of this and I'm going this route and that's the end of it. And whatever it is, it's going to be. And I'm going to enjoy the journey. And would you say it was more of like letting that letting go of that expectation in that perspective? That's what kind of helped speed it up in a sense. Yeah, I think the fact that I didn't have a deadline and I didn't have, like, basically, I didn't have this thing that I had to look to every single day telling me that I didn't have it. And instead, it was it was an open-ended thing where I was, and by the way, <laughs> this doesn't mean I was, like, sitting on the couch doing nothing. I was doing things, but it was within that attitude. Like, for example, I went through a seven-week period in that six-month space where I lost 25 pounds without trying. Now, I didn't just sit around doing nothing. I was working out with Sensei. But I was working out with Sensei to feel better about myself, not to, to lose weight. So because I wasn't trying to lose the weight specifically, and I wasn't just focusing on that and then always focusing on the fact that I still had the weight, just my overall good feeling, my overall invitation for things to go well, some things basically just auto-corrected for me. And, you know, just to make this a little bit more of a long-winded answer, um, you know, I kind of think that even on day one, I wasn't ready to lose that weight. Like right now, I have 900 YouTube subscribers which by the way is awesome, but I want like a million. Dr. Vic, I'm not ready for a million because even right now, before we went on this recording, my phone is buzzing and emails are piling in and I like to answer people personally. So, you know, after this call, it's going to be a bit of a stressful thing for me. So I'm not ready for the emails that are going to come in when there's a million subscribers. I still have to work that into place. I have to reach that level of, con of uh, consciousness, but that doesn't mean that I can't have immense gratitude for the 900 subscribers that I already have. The fact that these 900 plus unique souls chose to click the subscribe button and consume my content. What a wonderful thing. I'm not even in a rush for a million. I want to enjoy the moment because it's either going to take five minutes or five years. Why waste that life in between? I love how you answer that. And, that, and that's something, um, so many interconnected, like that, what you're sharing and what I've gone through in my life too, so identical in so many ways, where it's like, you got that growth of where you want to go to, but then at the same token, it's like, hold up, I got to appreciate what I have. Yes. And, and that work you're doing with the gratitude, I'm a big component of gratitude. Um, was it in the past? I'd be like, okay, that's great. I got it. I'm thankful, but I got to go. I, I, this is where I'm going. So I have to, that's my main vision. That's my goal. And it, it was interesting because as you said, five minutes or five years doesn't matter. Um, would you say, were you like that before? Were you, did you ever have that mentality before where you're looking at like, Hey, I want to get here though, regardless. This, I mean, well, yeah, I'm great here, but this is where I need to go. I mean, I, I was the thing that I preach against now. I was that person who was impatient. I was that person making deadlines. And that's why I believe for me, it didn't work. I mean, I, I spent years before that really rough week. And before that epiphany, I spent years just trying to force it. And, you know, I think theoretically, 
you can force the universe, but it's very unlikely because you've got so many other fixed attachments, so many much, so many other fixed emotional and mental thought patterns. The odds against you are so immense, you might as well just, like for me, I'm a strategy guy. What can I strategically do with this universal principle and how I operate within it that's going to give me the best life experience in the fastest time? And ironically, my joy isn't just a result. My joy is also a strategy. It's your joy in the moment that strategically positions yourself in the universe for things to come in a faster, easier way, only you're not forcing it. It's just happening in its own way for you. Is there a way for people, because I, again, I've had a lot of people talk to me about this and it's one of the things where, how do you shift mindset to get into that place? Like how do what, what was it for you that, um, made that shift? Was it something just internal dialogue? Was it, was it just like, I'm trusting the process now and this is what I'm going to focus on and that's it. Um, what was that pivotal moment? Right. So, uh, you know, Sonny, in the, in the introduction to the book, I kind of put it this way. Um, a lot of people, they, they don't like working out. They'll always come up with an excuse. They're, it's too complicated. It's too simple. They're worried about an injury. They're t- it's tiring. It's pain. Like there's something always going to be there. And if you walked up to that same person, you said, listen, I've got this magic ice cream. It's yours for free, by the way. You don't have to pay a dime for it. It's got all the good qualities of ice cream and none of the bad ones. And by the way, if you don't like ice cream, put cookies, pizza, whatever, but we'll go with ice cream. And I say to them, All you have to do is take one spoonful of this delicious ice cream every single day and you're going to get the body of your dreams. You're going to get lean muscle mass. You're going to lose all the weight, whatever it might be. I guarantee you, Dr. Vic, no one's going to screw that one up because one, it's a brief, simple thing. And two, it's an enjoyable thing that they look forward to. And where I'm going within this answer is for me, I somehow figured out that Knowing human nature, knowing procrastination, knowing, um, and there's, that's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down, but knowing the fact that I'm going to trip myself up, I needed to find methods that I were going to enjoy in the moment that were going to be very brief and convenient so that it was never an obligation or a chore and was instead a choice. The whole mindset about this is doing something that's going to be quick and easy so that it isn't an uphill battle. It isn't something that you even have to get yourself in the mindset. It's the easy method hopefully some of the methods i introduce or any methods you could find online it's hopefully the ease and the enjoyment of the method itself that will help you shift the mindset by default just through the process of going through it on a consistent daily basis how much would you say you know you said choice and things like that how much is the 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 like the value component or seeing it from a different lens of doing that does that play a role in any of this Right. Well, I mean, if, if I'm understanding the question correctly, we, we all need motivation. So you either need motivation through the results that you're getting, or you need motivation like me because you had a really bad week or a combination. Obviously, there's going to be, there's got to be enough of a push either before or during or after that's going to keep you doing it. Um, and my answer is like, everyone's going to be individual and in, in how they need that push or how they get that push. But we all need some kind of push. I mean, I would hope the promise of a better life and the result of a better life is going to be a big enough why for people to do something that'd be easy for five minutes a day. No, I agree. I mean, it's, for me, like you're talking about working out, that was like my savior in, in, in high school and stuff. And it's one of the, you know, I could take all my aggression out there. Uh, I always said I was, I'm going to go beat up some iron. Uh, I never won the match, but you know, it was at least I kept going at it, but it was one of the things where, um, you know, it, it, it from a from my perspective, I see it as like, this is going to help me with longevity. It helps me stay calmer. helps me make my body more of a weapon to handle more things. And when I started to shift perspective into those types of things, uh, because as I got older, the anger issues I had, all that started to diminish. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, why am I working out? Like, that's what I did it for that reason. So I can get that all out of me. And then when I started to meditate and use mindfulness, it was one of those things I'm like, okay, what's this purpose for them? And I kind of had to like repurpose and relook at things from a different perspective. And that's where it, that's where all of a sudden I was like, no, this is why I do it now. And this is more important than anything else. One of the big factors of why, or just like you're talking about the five minutes, is that the gratitude you're talking about? Yeah, well, it could be gratitude, or it could be visualization, or it could be a thing I call scripting, which is basically you writing a paragraph or a page or a book or whatever, um, describing your life in the present tense as if you're already living the life of your dreams. Like that. And so that that's another thing, too, where it's like you doing, the, again, seeing it in the value or the purpose or the, the, the inspiration to be like, okay, every time I do this, I'm creating more of, like, is it, I guess what I'm trying to get to the question is, is this is like creating a story that you have to uh, believe in or like say, this is how it's going to go? Is, does that, is that kind of what you're doing when you're doing scripting and things like that? 
Um, well, you know, this is going to sound funny, and it's probably the last thing you expect to hear from a law of attraction person. But um, I remember hearing from a, like this world-renowned um, behavior specialist. He said behavior trumps belief. And what I think he meant by that in the context of law, of law of attraction is I believe the, the, the beliefs will catch up with you when you're engaging in this process and you're literally automatically and easily feeding information to your subconscious mind, you'll wake up one day and you'll have more confidence about this thing. Like if you want that brand new job and you're scripting about it for a month, you're going to feel a lot better about the job on day 30 than on day one simply by virtue of the fact that you're going to continue to put yourself in this space of awareness where it just feels more possible and you enjoy that moment when you're feeling it. That makes sense. I like that. So it, it, it with the scripting, so it, it's, it's not just gratitude. It's not just, um, um, uh, what was the other ones? Visualization, stuff like that. Is there anything else you add into that mix or is that like the five minutes you recommend every single day? That's it. And like in many ways, all these things are interrelated. The reason I, I, ca I always categorize stuff because I just want to make it easy for the human mind to grasp because I want it to be easy to do the method. But when you think about it, scripting is gratitude in the sense that as you're writing, you're hopefully feeling grateful for these things. And even strategically, um, me, when I script, um, and I'm not a big scripting guy because I personally don't like to write or type a lot, but when I still do it. When I script, um, I combine things that have happened and are happening with stuff that I want because it makes it feel more real to me. In fact, to turn this into a long-winded answer, um, a non-scripting method, a gratitude method I use, I, I like to call uh, the time lapse. And I'll teach it real quick to your audience because I want them just to try this and see what they think. Time lapse is you basically, you're going to write down 15 things that you're grateful for. Simple sentence. I'm so happy and grateful for X. I'm so happy and grateful for Y. And five of the things are from your past five are from your present and five are from your future. And what you're going to do is, again, you're going to write these all out in the present tense and then you're going to jumble up the lists. And then you're going to read the list off one at a time and then give yourself 20 to 60 seconds each to feel gratitude for it. So maybe the first thing on the list is past and then a future and then a present and another present and another future. It's all a mix. And the really cool thing about this is, and this is whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, you can just believe in psychology, two thirds of that list has either happened or is happening, meaning the power and certainty and confidence that you have in that will spill over and bleed over into the statements when you're reading the future stuff because we can't downshift quickly and easily. So if you've got two thirds of that list that actually happened, when you read the other third, you're going to have an extra certainty and confidence to it, which of course is going to feel good, which of course you'll look forward to doing the next day and which of course will invite those results way quicker and way easier. So is that like a mind trick to the ego to try to like say, hey, you know, that you're not just thinking of the future, you're, you're mixing it up, blending it. And unless you're you have really good memorization skills, you know, which one you wrote for future and past versus present. It's just using that energy and that emotion and all that to like be like, hey, this is what it is. Um, you, you're 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 soaking up the past and the present and then also blending in that energy for the future. Yeah. And by, by the way, like you're tricking yourself, but you know that you're tricking yourself. It's so powerful. You'll still know the future stuff. Like you'll, it'll be obviously because it's only 15 things. It's very clear unless you really go deep. It's a, it's very clear that it's still a future thing, but you just, you've, you've felt so good. You're on a buzz because you just read a past thing or a present thing that it's just going to have a different flavor to it, so to speak. So it's, you're, you're tricking yourself, but you also, you're, you're seeing how the sausage is made. You're seeing the, the magician's assistant and it still doesn't stop it from being effective. That's the beauty of it. You see how things are working, but it doesn't spoil the power of it for you. I like that. And <clears throat> it's great to do that because it, it, as you already know, it's, it's, it's so powerful in the essence of, again, like they always say, you can't accept. I was always taught this in my early journey that um, in order to accept more, you got to appreciate and accept what you have, or in order to get more, you have to appreciate and accept where you are now. Yes. Um, with the aspect of gratitude, do you also, this is one thing I always share and I always advocate to people and I'm curious to see what you have to say is like, you know, there's some motivational speakers out there, behavioral specialists and so forth. They'll say like, well, once you're in a state of gratitude, you can't be in a state of anger, frustration, fear, resentment. Um, and, and my background's in chiropractic. So from a neurological standpoint, you can't, there's, your brain can't be in two different aspects of it firing the same time. Um, it's either one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, do you also use that because how much the, basically what I'm trying to get to is how much does emotions play a role when it comes to um, the law of attraction? Right. So, so first of all, I, I agree with you. Like you can't do, it's, it's one or the other. And by the way, that makes feeling good a strategy. Remember I said joy is a strategy. You're not just experiencing joy, which is a benefit in and of itself. 
you're keeping yourself from experiencing something negative, thereby inviting something better. Um, feelings, the way they relate to the law of attraction are like, if you feel good when you're thinking about something, that's really just an indicator that you're actually inviting it. Whereas if you feel bad about something, you're, you're pushing it away because feeling bad is really, you don't realize it. you're telling yourself that you don't have it. Again, we'll use an example of a promotion. Like you want the promotion, you're thinking about it and you feel alive, it's vibrant, you're confident, you're enthusiastic, you know it's going to work out. It's on the way. But if you're thinking about it and you're frustrated and you resent your boss for not recognizing your value and you resent your colleagues for talking behind your back and trying to undercut you and whatever else, you're not thinking about the promotion, you're thinking about the lack of the promotion. So the emotions are, are good in the sense that not only do they affect whether you're getting something or keeping it from you, but they also tell you whether you're getting something or keeping it from you. And the one other thing I want to add to this because it's really important, people hear that and they think, oh my God, now I'm going to feel bad if I ever feel bad because I know I'm screwing my life up. So number one, positive thoughts are hundreds, if not thousands of times more powerful than negative ones. And I don't have any science to back that up. I'll just tell you based on experience and I don't have the white papers, but we'll just say positive or more powerful than negative, meaning those five minutes a day that you're doing are going to go really far, even if you get in a bad mood later on in the day. But the other thing I want to say is you also don't want to put pressure on yourself to have to feel so good when you're doing the methods. Even just feeling a little bit good, a little bit positive is okay and more than enough because your subconscious mind and the universe are still getting the message. Maybe you'll speed things up a little bit by feeling extra good, but let that come in its own time and its own way because when it comes in its own time and its own way, it's going to be way more powerful when it comes. And again, in the meantime, you're still doing a lot of work energetically for yourself. And I love that. And, and, and it's very true. Your emotions, when you're talking about positivity and stuff, there is a huge aspect. Our emotions will, um, if we hear something negative, we'll dive deeper into the negative. It'll pull us faster. Um, but um, I highly recommend, there's a book written by uh, Dr. David Hawkins called Power Versus Force. This, this mm -hmm. book transformed my life. Um, but he'll talk about the vibration of emotions and how much more powerful uh, a positive emotion overrides a negative in, in so many different ways. Uh, but it's one of the things where, you know, that, that, uh, so it comes back to then to what if you have, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm thinking, I got a lot in my head right now, so I'll, I'll try to <laughs> simmer this down. Yeah, man, no, it's all good. I love it. <laughs> you got me, my, 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 my wheels are turning here. What is, what about somebody who has a negative or a limited belief system and they believe in this? They say, okay, yes, law of attraction. Great. It's universal law. Okay. Got it. Um, they're telling themselves, yes, I'm going to get that promotion. I'm going to get that job. But then they have that inner critic still there firing away deep in the subconscious like yeah you can say this all you want but here's what here this is what's going to happen you've always done this mm. how does someone overcome that right so first of all um because i'm the king of long-winded answers today to quickly address what you just said there about like that that kind of voice in your head um i go into this in my book and you know please forgive me and anyone out there you know clinical psychologists or anyone that understands psychology better than me in terms of uh, official terms please forgive me these terms aren't absolute across the board but the way i see it we've got three minds we've got this conscious and we've got the subconscious and in the middle we've got what i define as the ego even though we can give it another label and the ego is stronger than the conscious mind which you just demonstrated that voice in the back of your head that's keeping you down but the subconscious mind is stronger than everything now, getting to the ego, the ego has one job in, in, in your life, and that's to keep you alive. That's all your ego, as I define it, cares about, meaning the money problems you're having, the job problems, the relationship problems, the health problems. All the ego knows right now in this moment is that you are alive, and it does not want to risk the status quo by any changes, even if they're positive. So if you think being rich and famous is a good idea and you're just going to start to visualize it, for all the ego knows, being famous will lead to stalkers, which is a threat to your survival. And getting money will, be, will have family members coming out of the woodwork to take it from you, which is a threat to your survival. So your ego, which loves you, by the way, which is only in a misguided way looking out for you, it's holding you in place in any way that it can because it just is scared and doesn't want to risk what those changes might lead to, i.e. The, um, the loss of your life. So getting to this, like, you know, what can you do? Well, this kind of goes back to the methods. This is why strategically, with that understanding that fear and uncertainty and doubt might be really prevalent in someone's life, that's why want, they want to pick the spoonful of ice cream. They want to pick a method that's quick and easy, that even if the ego is like chattering away at them, if they do this every day, they are bypassing the ego 
to the subconscious mind, which will eventually just like a grizzly bear, just overpower the ego, making those doubts and those uncertainties temporary. And all you have to do is keep eating the ice cream, even in the face of that. And it's going to make a big win for you. Do you ever have to, where you kind of work? Cause I like, to, I, I love mind tricks and, and everything I can do with a neural hack or anything along those lines ever asked, like one of the things when it comes to like that inner critic and saying, well, that could be true. I understand that, you know, ego, I get you. I'm hearing you, but at the same token, go back and say, all right, but how many times has this been not true also? Mm-hmm. Well, so I've done that a couple of times in my life. And I think um, everyone who's having trouble should, should try that. And if it works, beautiful. You've just uncovered a wonderful hack. So I think that is one way by which you can do it. And, and that kind of speaks to the fact that all, a lot of this is like, you know, the, the, there's a magic in reframing where all you're doing is you're offering yourself a new, healthier perspective that's just kind of like breaking up the scar tissue of your negative beliefs just enough where you can see a glimpse of something different and invite it in. So I think that's a wonderful thing. I've done it in the past. And I think that could be very powerful for people. Yeah, I've because I remember I used to hold on to this one limit, negative limited belief system, and I had a coach, and he one day just said, "All right, show me a t- go back and do a meditation and do some journaling." And he's like, "Go back and think of a time where that wasn't true." And I was like, "It's never been." I go, "I'm trying to think of it right now." He goes, "Just go and do it." I said, "Okay, done deal." And when I went back, I came back. I'm like, "Wow, there's at least five different times where that was actually proven wrong." And mm. then it became, you talk about choice. That's why I love the, when you're, the, everything you're saying, I love everything about it because it all aligns. And it's one of the things like, yeah, choice. I was making choices. I, what did I focus on? Right. Cause when it comes to like the law of attraction, sometimes people will be like, well, I don't believe in it. And so it's not going to work, you know, but in, in chiropractic, we have a saying, like some people say, well, chiropractic, you got to believe in it. Or I believe in it. And I don't. And we're like, no, chiropractic is like the law of gravity. It works whether you believe it or you don't. Yes. Um, how does the law of attraction play a role in that? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. As you said that to me, it reminded me of an email that I got from someone and they were, they were just starting in my book, but they already wanted to, to reach out before they finished. And she said, um, she, she was frustrated. She's like, I'm thinking of quitting the law of attraction. And I told her, I was like, I, I kind of taken back. I'm like, I wrote her back. I'm like, listen, that's nice and everything, but you can't quit the law of attraction. It's happening no matter what. What you can quit is whatever intentional process you are engaging in right now that you think is going to change those results for you. So just like you said, like, you know, chiropractic, gravity, law of attraction, these are all happening no matter what. There's nothing around it. The best thing you can do is take that understanding, knowing that it's happening no matter what, and make the decision like, listen, I didn't sign up for this necessarily. At least I'm not aware that I did, but I'm in this game. What can I do in service to myself that's going to make it more enjoyable and way easier for myself? Of that. When it comes to, you know, I, I, I know I fell in this trap many times and it was very frustrating because when I learned about the law of attraction and then, of course, the secret came out and it was just like, oh, great. This is right up my alley to a certain degree. Um, I even got there was a chiropractor on who I actually even had the, the opportunity to uh, in a small meeting with a bunch of students be able to pick his brain for like an hour and a half, which was awesome. Um, but there's there's sometimes, that, you know, people may say there's there's what kind of piece of information or something something that's missing uh, when it comes to the work. And we may have covered this already, but I wanted to ask this because this was one of the questions I kept thinking about. When it comes to that law of attraction, people say, I've tried it, it doesn't work or it doesn't do this. Um, it, it, what is that one little thing? Because sometimes to me, I noticed in my life, it was just a little switch. And you know, once I did that, things changed for me. Yeah. And you're right. Well, it is called down to the switch. And the, the big switch for me <laughs> that I figure out is when they say it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. I'll tell them, okay, this gratitude method is not working. Are you doing it to, you know, get X, Y, Z result? And they're like, yes. I'm like, good, don't do that. Because I understand it's, it's perfectly logical that you would be doing this method to get this result. But the result is the byproduct. And what you should be doing with the method, you should be doing the method to enjoy the method. You should be in doing those five minutes to say, these are five minutes out of the day that I'm just going to enjoy feeling good thinking about what I want. And the result will come as a byproduct. It's like this really, it's like the universe has this twisted sense of humor that it's like, I will give you everything you want if you don't force it, if you just be happy. I will make you happy if you're just happy already. So I think the, the missing key is people, they're saying it's not working because they keep, again, every time you say it's not working, you don't realize this, but you're basically reaffirming the lack of the thing. So you're forcing out that energy, which is negating what you were doing. Whereas instead, I know it's frustrating. I know you don't want to hear this from me. And I spent years not wanting to hear from myself or anybody else. But when you just do the methods and you don't even care how or why or when it comes, 
stuff will amaze you. And by the way, that, that new car that you want, you know, maybe you haven't gotten it yet because you've got, there's something way better on the way. That new house, that new job, that relationship, the universe might have something way better and they don't want to, you know, saddle you with something that's going to waste 10 years of your life that you're going to end up regretting versus something way better for you. So when you just engage in the process to enjoy the process and you say, I'm not going to sit around and do nothing. I'm going to take action, but I'm take inspired action. You are leaving the door open, one, for inspired ideas to come to you, for the universe to bring people and circumstances to you, for things to just unfold. You might, uh, you might not ever want to write a book, but you might have a bestseller sitting inside of you, and you might be inspired to write one day and do it. You know, I, I have a book that I ended up taking offline and repurposing as a side product. It was a 30-page book that I wrote and published on Amazon in 24 hours. I told myself, listen, I'm going to, and my, my current book now, it's like 200 plus pages, but you, whoever thinks that they could write a book in 24 hours? Well, I did. And I gave myself that challenge and I did. You've got something magic inside of you, whether it's a book or a business or a relationship waiting to happen or something that it will come so much more easily and in a, such a much more enjoyable way. If you let go of the wheel for a little bit and only grab the wheel when you're inspired to do so, and then let the car kind of go where it's going to go for you. I love how about you bring the, the the whole thing about wanting that car at a certain time. Uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll share this really quick story. Uh, it totally relates to everything you're saying. I think the listeners can get a big value out of this. Um, I, I, when, when I always wanted a pickup truck. It was something that I wanted to have, but I didn't want no normal pickup truck. I wanted it to be the fully loaded bells and whistles. I wanted everything on this thing. But, but I wanted it at the lowest price I can possibly get it for. Hmm. Right. And so every time when, when I, like I was big for the Raptor guy and every time I, when it first got remodeled, I was like, Oh, great. I told my wife, I'm looking and I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't want the, I don't want to pay that price. I just don't. She's like, well, you know, you, you can, you can get it though. I was like, I can get it, but I don't want to pay that price. I said, I want it at a certain price and I'll be patient. And for the listeners sometimes, and this is not something I'm normally used to. I'm more of that guy who's a driver type A personality. Who's go, go, go. Let's get it done. I want to be it at this time. And I've waited. I waited almost five years. Wow. Five years. Well, I, there was a couple of times I almost jumped the, and jumped the gun and did it. But then I said, no, no, it just doesn't feel right. And I want to ask you a question about that in a second. And then all of a sudden, um, this year comes, COVID hit. All of a sudden, I said, hmm, let me go look and see. And I reached out to, I ended up getting a truck that I said, I'm a Ford guy. And I ended up with a Dodge. But I got a, everything I wanted, the way I saw it in my head. And I got the price point that I wanted to be at mm. all by just waiting for the right moment. And some people say, well, if you just wait long enough, somebody said this to me, like if you wait long enough, it'll just eventually happen. I was like, that could be true too. Um, I could have. And I just, but I felt this was the moment because I knew that the, this was happening. The, the manufacturers were starting to get potentially shutting down. They didn't know how people were going to buy things. And I was like, this is the best leverage I have to make this move. And I did. And I got it in every aspect that I wanted. Um, and so delayed gratification, uh, is that something that people need to practice a little bit more of to really get what they truly want deep down? Because the universe always knows better or God or Allah, whatever you want to call it. Does that know better than what our minds know? It does to to a really huge extent. And, you know, it's like delayed gratification is one way of looking at it. Another way is it's just you want to be practiced in being good and feeling good in the moment and being content and satisfied in the moment, even though not everything has come yet. You know what I love about your story is like you were patient and you waited and you refused to settle and you got it. But what is also cool is, you know, based on the way you're describing, you know, how your wife re responded, you even though you like you would have uh, compromised on the price but you had the ability to get that truck for five years whenever you wanted. And, you know, it was, you were one, you're okay waiting, but you could have gotten it sooner. I think people, there are things that they can get if they change one thing that may or may not be important, but the beauty is it doesn't matter whether they get it right now or wait. It's just the invitation of that. There's so much there possible for them. And I love that. You're just like, no, I'm, I'm doing it this way. But I also love that you could have gotten it. With, with a slight change at any time before then. So in other words, you're in a no-lose situation. Whether, whenever you chose to do it, whenever you, whether you waited for the exact pristine perfect thing or you got it earlier, that truck was yours. By, by One way or another, it was yours by, like, no matter what. 
And then how much does, you know, when it comes to this, because I, I teach a lot about this, and I'm curious what you have to say. How much does intuition and feeling within play a role in that? How much does it like guide you as like a communication system? And we talked about emotions a little bit. I don't know if that's what we, you were kind of going towards, but I'm just, I want to dive a little deeper into that. Um, how much does the intuition play a role that guide you in the process? It can be very, very powerful, but it's something that most times people need to get used to and work their way into because they're so used to ignoring their gut. I think, you know, you were talking about that coach having you like look back on your life and certain things. I guarantee you people can look back on their lives about, you know, making a really poor decision, remembering that they kind of felt there was like a nudge not to do it or a nudge like it was either a nudge to do something that they didn't or a nudge not to do something which they did. Like our gut is always there and it is extremely powerful and it will lead you in a good direction. I, I don't recommend being entirely dependent on it because then all of a sudden you're, you're out of balance, but I do recommend highly allowing it to become a bigger and bigger part of your life, knowing that it always really is going to steer you in the right direction. All you're really going to be doing is practicing getting better at better at listening to it. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that like, as you said, you can always look back and look at moments like that where your gut was telling you one thing, you went against it. And then all of a sudden you're like, crap, now I'm in this hole. Yes. Yeah. And you think about it, this does align with emotions of positive and negative because that gut, if you have like a bad feeling, that's a basically another reframed or recontextualized version of like saying basically you're thinking about lack of something on a deep level that your subconscious mind was able to identify and tried to tell you. It's, it's all there. Like the keys to the castle are there. It, it all comes down to just not trying to shove the wrong key into the wrong door and trying to, you know, don't want to strip the lock or anything. Just kind of take your time, play with the keys, play with the locks and be happy as much as possible in the moment. Because again, like it might be five years between now and the perfect house, but it might be five months, whatever it might be. There's no reason why you shouldn't be enjoying your life on a day-to-day basis in the meantime. I love that. And, you know, we talked about before getting on about, you know, how changes are inevitable and things like that. How important is, you know, when it comes to consistency, it's something I'm a big fan of. And when it comes to being consistent in life, what is the benefits of consistency, especially during changes? Like right now we're in, in, in very turbulent times, a lot of uncertainty. We're going back to some uncertainty. And then, in, especially in the United States, we have a ton of, a lot of things happening right now. Why is consistency so important? Well, I mean, we're, we're creatures of habit. What, you're going to be in a habit no matter what. You're either going to be in positive habits or negative or a mix. So just, again, understanding, at least from my standpoint, human nature and the fact that we're going to be in habits anyway, we need to strategically use it to our advantage, which is why you want to get in the habit of working out. Or you want to get why you get in the habit of looking for a job. If if you know if if times are tough and you're not you know you don't have a job right now, you want to have a daily habit where you always go on certain sites every single day. You want to get yourself in that groove, in that routine of in that mode that's going to be healthier and take you in a positive direction. And again, some things are easier than others, which is why for me it's almost like I've got I've got the convenience of saying, well, my book and my you know approach is taking a quick, easy five minute thing. Not all things are easy. Mine are. So I say like, as long as they're easy. And by the way, if you don't want to buy the book, don't just go on YouTube and learn my stuff for free, but do this really quick, easy thing for five minutes a day. Use the fact that we're in habits anyway, pick a positive or more than one positive one for yourself. Now, when it comes to doing that for the listeners are like, okay, great. I want to, I want to do this. This sounds good. This sounds good. I want to do that and do that. Is it, what do you recommend? One at a time, couple at a time. How should someone start that journey? Yeah. So I, I recommend being very loose and open-ended in the sense that, um, you know, again, again, my book or my YouTube channel or someone else's book or someone else's YouTube channel, try to like poke around and find different methods. Maybe you like gratitude ones. Maybe you like scripting. Maybe you like visualization and then just play around. Meaning maybe you do one method for a week and you really like it, but you're just curious and you try another thing for a day or then another one for three days. Maybe you take one method and you love it so much you never let go of it. Or maybe you just try one new method every single day until one of them starts to pop up at you. I would say it doesn't matter which way you do it as long as you do one thing for five minutes a day. And give yourself the freedom to experiment, but also give yourself the permission to stay on something when you find it until you get bored and then you move on to something else. And maybe you'll come back to that thing later on. I like how you tell people it's more about how to think than what to think. You're just saying, hey, have fun, figure out something that you like, and then stick with it for however long you need to. 
Yeah. Right. Give, give yourself freedom and room and space and permission. Give yourself forgiveness. I love that. Like the thing about your the coach, having you go back in time and, and see those things and see it in a different way. When I heard you say it, obviously I'm, I'm speaking for you. I can't speak to your mindset, but it seems apparent to me that he basically showed you a way of looking at the thing as, as silly without judging yourself, without looking at yourself as stupid. You found the, the thought as silly that you can laugh at it and move on from it, but you never judged yourself. Therefore, you were in a much healthier place. And that's what this is all about. Not judging yourself, not feeling stupid, not thinking that you're making mistakes, but just experimenting and enjoying the ride in as easy a way as possible because that's how it was designed for you. And I like the, the you know, we, as we talk about consistency, it's one of the things where um, as a chiropractor, I'm holistic in many ways. So I don't just do chiropractic. I educate on a lifestyle perspective with everything. And it's always, like I say, the things that you do more consistency that helps give good to your body, good in, input, good. That's neurologically. But then there's also like food, mind, moving, things like that down the road, the more you're consistent with it, the more you're going to thrive in any situation than that. It sounds like here too, the same thing. It's, I mean, cause neurology is very universal um, in, in many ways, like with spiritual laws and universal laws, they're very, very intertwined, which is very amazing. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. But the thing is though, when it comes to the consistency aspect, it's making sure you do something as like an input or giving in so that you can always be filling up. The, some people call it filling up the bucket. Um, is that also something like you're kind of relating to when it comes to all this? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. I don't know why, and this is the first time I've had this kind of thought as you were describing this. I almost think of like the positive habits that you choose in your life are kind of like a football team. Whereas, you know, because you're talking about like you know, food, food, exercise, you're talking about law of attraction things. You could put a lot into one player, like a really like a really good quarterback is really going to account for a lot of stuff and might, you know, might really make a huge difference when everyone else is just good enough. But, you know, you also build up the food, which is the wide receivers. You also fill up the fitness, which are the linebackers. You know what I mean? You, you build on all these different pieces. And as a team, everything's like interconnected and it just works on all cylinders. And then the fact that you have such a good offensive line kind of energetically gives the quarterback space to grow as well and do it in a much easier way. And I don't know how weird I sound saying that, but that's like the thought that popped into my mind. It's all connected. You just work on little pieces one at a time and you just let it unfold. I like that. That works for me. Um, it, 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 it's true. And it's all, it, it is interconnected and all works on one another. Um, even from a, a, a body wise, it's all bioaccumulating and, you know, positive or negative. And it's just a choice you're using. And the more you keep building up bioaccumulating good things, um, the more it does good for you. Uh, so I like that. I think that's really, really great. Um, you wrote a book. I love asking this question. What, when you wrote this book, who were you writing this book for? Right. I, it sounds so cliche and almost pretentious, but I was, I was like writing it for the version of me who I wish I could have saved, you know, 10 years of work. You know, I wish I could have been like, you know, I mean, and I know we don't want to regret things and it's, you know, we, we go on our own path, but it would have been nice, even though I'm fine with my path, it would have been nice to save myself a decade of, you know, you know, scratching around trying to figure things out and just gotten something much quicker because I'm sure more challenges would have come, but they would have been challenges at a higher level of consciousness and ability. So this book is written for anyone that's basically struggled with consistently doing law of attraction, even though they're on board with it um, and they just can't figure out why they're not just doing it already and not actually getting results. I think when you write a book with that, and I know it's a cliche, I say the same thing, but it's, I think it, when you write a book from that energy and that from that place, it just has so much more power, so much authenticity. Um, because I thought about it, and then maybe you did too, like you're saying, save myself 10 years. For me, I'm like, yeah, well, I, what mentors could I have had that kind of helped me get there faster? Like with this piece of information I learned along the way. Um, and if I had this book 10 years ago, holy cow, I would have been vastly different. Yep. Um, <laughs> but that's the, that's the beauty of life, right? I bet you every person person who does this kind of work, they probably sit there and they're like, yeah, I wish I knew this sooner. But at the end of the day, that was your path and you had to go through it in order to get to where you are. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've stood on the shoulders of giants in other ways. I mean, you know, I've, I've read Think and Grow Rich. I've read As a Man Thinketh. I read, you know, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. Those books, I mean, those authors went through decades of their own stuff to put out, a, you know, put out something that I can then learn from. So, you know, people, again, whether it's my book or any other, maybe they don't have to go through the same lessons as the author. They get to 
bypass that and operate from a higher level of consciousness and take on higher and more worthy challenges in their own life instead. I couldn't agree with you more. Phenomenal books you're mentioning there. Um, Andrew, this has been awesome. I want to give the listeners an opportunity to connect with you. So how can they follow you? I know you mentioned YouTube, your book. What, where can they find all this at and follow sure you? Thing. In, in the- yeah, and I, I keep it pretty simple. Like, you know, for the book, if you go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, that just auto forwards to the Amazon listing. So Kindle, paperback, audiobook. A lot of people love the audiobook. Um, but if you don't want to pull out your wallet, but you still want to learn about this, my YouTube channel is free. You can go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap with a K. And that's a little different. I mean, you won't, you wouldn't know it look, listening to this conversation, but I throw a little silly humor in there and, you know, a little fun editing with it just to kind of make the points a little bit extra profound. But either way, I, I hope people will, will enjoy the style or the content and most importantly, use it to their benefit. For all the listeners, as always, you'll find all that information in the show notes, so make sure to check that out. Um, Andrew, this has been a lot of fun, my friend. Uh, Kinder Spirits here, and I greatly appreciate the work you're doing and helping people with the law of attraction and really just setting the tone on how to really utilize the law. And even if they don't believe it, it is a law. It exists regardless. Dr. Vic, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. And I got to say, I so appreciate the intentionality and care with which you were asking your questions. Um, I, your audience is lucky to have you. And I'm just very grateful to be in front of them for a one episode. I appreciate that. That deeply means a lot to me. But I appreciate having you on, brother. Keep that light shining. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.